You're listening to the Kirk and Tillich Herald, a Cune Review recording service podcast, brought to you by our team of volunteers currently recording from their homes across Scotland. Whether you're listening via the BWBF online players, the telephone app, or our brand new Alexa skill, please phone us on 0141 772 3976 to feedback on what you want us to provide and improve upon. Please also join your family and friends in being our audio ambassadors and share our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram all at QNReview. That's at symbol C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W. This week's podcast, date Wednesday the 11th of January 2023, is read by Alan, Corey, Hunter and Ian. A BEM for Joyce. Although the Pop Lady in Bishop Briggs has been named in His Majesty the King's New Year's Honours list, Joyce Murray is to receive a British Empire Medal. Article read by me, Ian McKenna. A lollipop lady has said that she's pleased and proud at being recognised on the New Year's Honours list. Joyce Murray, 79, who has worked as a Boys Brigade, BB, officer for 54 years, has been awarded the British Empire Medal, BEM. She has worked as a lollipop lady for more than two decades in Eastern Bartonshire. The 79-year-old said, I feel surprised and then pleased and proud of the BEM. It's just nice to be recognised for things that you've done. It's quite special. Mrs Murray spent every Wednesday at the 1st Glasgow Brigade for years, helping them through recognised awards such as the Queen's Badge. She also helped with different activities, BB camp and weekends away. Mrs Murray said, I worked for the Boys Brigade for 54 years. It was the captain that asked me if I would play the piano for their various activities and it would be for three weeks. I said I would, but after three weeks the person who was supposed to take over never came and I just continued on and that was for 54 years. It was wonderful, it was so good and fun, it was so rewarding and I loved every minute of it. It just became part of your week. You went to BB's on a Wednesday night and it never crossed my mind not to keep doing it until I realised that after that length of time that it was time I handed over to someone else. I wouldn't have missed it for anything. She stopped her volunteer work seven years ago, but continues to work as a lollipop lady at a local school near her home in Bishop Briggs. She added, I'm still working as a lollipop lady. I've done that for 23 years, and I'll be 80 next April, so it's quite an achievement. It's good fun, I'm very happy about it, and I'm fortunate I keep really good health. They tell me I'll still be doing it when I have a Zimmer. From the Kirk and Tillig Herald on Wednesday the 11th of January 2023. This week in history. January 11, 1917. A patriotic appeal was launched for the nation to subscribe to the new war loan to finance the staggering cost of the conflict. £5.7 million a day. On this day last year. Archaeologists working on the HS2 route discovered how an Iron Age village in Northamptonshire developed into a wealthy Roman trading town. January 12, 1970 Nigeria's civil war ended when the Biafran army surrendered. January 13, 1982 A Boeing 737 crashed into a bridge 
hitting five ships and killing 78 people on the Potomac River in Washington, D.C. January the 14th, 1904, photographer and stage designer Sylcester Beaton was born in London. On this day last year, an RAF pilot helped launch a rocket into space from over the Pacific Ocean. January the 15th, 1963, the BBC ended its ban on mentioning politics, royalty, religion and sex in comedy shows. January the 16th, 1928, Thomas Hardy was buried beside Charles Dickens in Westminster Abbey. His heart was buried in the grave of his first wife, Emma, in Wessex. On this day last year, the London Contemporary Orchestra, LCO, performed a continuous 24-hour concert live at the Barbican Hall. Police appeal as recorded by Hunter MacDonald. Detectives are appealing for information after a man was seriously assaulted in Lenzie. A 27-year-old man was walking in Boghead Road, Lenzie, near to its junction with Cypress Court around 12.30pm on 30th of December 2022, when an unknown male left a vehicle and seriously assaulted him with a weapon. He attended a Glasgow Royal Infirmary Hospital for treatment to facial injuries. Detective Sergeant Gary Boyle said, Our inquiries are ongoing and we are appealing to anyone who witnessed the incident or who has any information which may assist us to get in touch. It would also ask anyone who was in the area at the time and who may have dash cam or personal CCTV footage which could assist to contact us. Anyone with information is asked to contact 101 quoting incident 1326. Very real risk of financial collapse. Households at risk of financial collapse because of the cost of living crisis should be given a reprieve on outstanding debts, Scottish Labour MSP Katie Clark has said. Ms Clark said the Scottish and UK governments had a responsibility to tackle the debt burden facing workers who have suffered hardship during the pandemic and are now being squeezed by record inflation. Speaking as governments look to make budgetary decisions in 2023, she argued the relief should apply for at least a year. Public arrears like council tax and school meal debt incurred by low-income families should be suspended by the Scottish Government, she said. Outstanding debts to payday loan companies, banks and credit card agencies should also be tightly regulated on a permanent basis, with interest payments and fees curbed or waived by the UK Government, she added. The relief package for debt-ravaged families would apply to low-paid employees and those on universal credit, Ms Clark said. Low-income families in Scotland are having, on average, 10% of monthly income deducted by the DWP to cover public debts, according to research. The West Scotland MSP commented, We have a situation where households simply can't absorb any more costs as they fall deeper into debt trying to make ends meet. Many families are trapped in poverty. Any support they're receiving from the Scottish or the UK governments with one hand is then being taken away with the other. Read by Alan Todd TikTok Shame of Sutherland A TikTok star who has attracted 25.3 million views from across the globe has admitted in court to posting threatening content on social media. Lee Sutherland, 29, committed the crime while at Kirkintilloch Post Office on June 9th, 2021. 
Court papers state that Sutherland behaved in a threatening or abusive manner. It is stated that Sutherland broadcast footage on a social media platform. When viewed, this was judged to be of a threatening and alarming nature, and the matter was then reported to Police Scotland, who were subsequently called in to carry out an investigation into the incident. Sutherland pled guilty last week to the single charge levelled against him at Glasgow Sheriff Court. However, the Crown also accepted a not guilty plea to using a quantity of fireworks during hours when fireworks should not be set off on the run-up to bonfire night on October 27, 2020. It has also emerged that a not guilty plea by the accused was accepted by the Crown Office and Prosecutor Fiscal, Prosecutor Fiscal Service for culpability and recklessly setting fire to a bin on the same day. The charge sheet recorded that both alleged incidents took place in Lennoxtown, Eastern Bartonshire. It was confirmed that Sutherland will return to court next month for sentencing, pending background reports being prepared. More information regarding the circumstances of the plea will also be heard. Bail was continued meantime. PCS figures. The Scottish Ambulance Service is, is managing nearly 50% of the 999 calls it receives without the need to take patients to emergency departments across Scotland. And as NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde is calling for people to consider whether they really need to attend A&E, this system is helping. Latest figures for the Scottish Ambulance Service in October 2022 show that the proportion of patients being cared for out with emergency departments was 49.1%. This was made up of 24.9% of patients who were managed at the point of call and a further 24.2% whose care was managed by SAS clinicians on scene. These results have been achieved through a range of initiatives including working closer with partners to increase the range of alternative clinical pathways in communities which support the service to deliver care. Car crash closes local road. A two-car crash closed a Kirkintill road last week as diversions had to be put in place. Emergency services were alerted to the incident on Torrance Road following reports of a vehicle collision between two cars around 1.20pm on January the 2nd. Police Scotland said they were aware and in attendance. Eastern Bartonshire Council posted a crash on the bridge has closed Torrance Road at the junction of Cole Road and Torrance Roundabout. Emergency services are on their way, but the road is expected to remain closed for at least an hour. Please take care if you're out and about today. It's not known if there were any injuries. Gambling harm ban. The Scottish Government must explore and test powers around gambling with a view to effectively banning gambling advertising. Scottish Labour MSP Katie Clark has said. The call comes after a Scottish parliamentary report recommended that authorities should restrict gambling advertising as part of a wider public health approach to the issue of gambling. Currently, there are no Scottish Government policies, strategies or indeed any plans that address the various harms that gambling can cause. However, Ms Clark said the Scottish Government should review what guidance it can provide to local authorities who regulate gambling at a local level. A report by the Scottish Parliament Information Centre, SPICE, noted that the Alcohol and Tobacco Unit of the Scottish Government has gambling harms within their remit, but are currently constrained due to a very limited staff resources. But Ms Clark, who represents West Scotland, 
argued that the Scottish Government could be far more proactive than it currently is in addressing an important public health issue. She said, Gambling harms disproportionately affect people living in Scotland's most deprived areas and communities. And yet, whilst there are high-profile campaigns in addressing gambling advertising in England and Wales, particularly in sports, there is little public discussion about the issue in the same way there is alcohol and tobacco advertising. Astonishingly, the Scottish Government doesn't have a single policy, strategy or plan in place around gambling harms, according to the Parliament's own research unit. There is plenty that can be done around health and education or via local authorities' regulatory powers. It's time the Scottish Government was more proactive in tackling what is an important public health issue. Ministers must explore and test powers to restrict gambling advertising to protect communities, improve public health and support addicts. The full report can be read online. Your help is required. People and businesses are being asked for their views on how to wipe out waste, preserve precious resources and build a better future for local communities. The Council has produced a draft circular economy strategy which details present and future actions, good work taking place and support available. You can read the strategy and have your say between the 4th of January and 3rd of February 2023. Visit the consultation webpage at www.easternbarton.gov.uk slash draft hyphen circular hyphen economy hyphen strategy hyphen consultation hyphen O. Councillor Paul Ferretti, convener of Place, Neighbourhood and Corporate Assets said, a circular economy aims to eliminate waste, which is a major cause of global, cl- global climate and envir- environmental crises. Materials are kept in use or repurposed for as long as possible, shifting from a disposable culture in which everything is designed to be thrown away after use. Waste is avoided when everything is made and designed to last for multiple users and to be reused slash recycled when no longer needed. It's better for the environment and the economy reducing costs and driving innovation and strengthening support links between businesses, organisations and communities. You can attend the following live online consultation events. Online Circular Economy event for businesses and third sector organisations in Eastern Bartonshire. Wednesday 18th of January 9.30-10.30am. Sign up via Eventbrite. Online Circular Economy event for residents of Eastern Bartonshire. Wednesday, 25th of January, 7-8pm, sign up via Eventbrite. There will also be pop-up stands where you can view and discuss the strategy at Westerton Library, Bears Den, Monday the 9th of January, 2-4pm. Kirkintilloch Leisure Centre, Tuesday the 10th of January, 4.30-6.30pm. The Leisure Drome, Bishop Briggs, Thursday the 12th of January, 4.30-6.30pm. Milgai Library, Monday the 16th of January, 4.30 to 6.30pm. Twicker Healthy Living and Enterprise Centre, Thursday the 19th of January, 2 to 4pm. Lennox Town Library, Tuesday the 24th of January, 2 to 4pm. Craighead Library, Milton of Campsie, Thursday the 26th of January, 2 to 4pm. MSP Welcomes Rail Project. Local Green MSP Ross Greer has welcomed the publication of further plans 
to dramatically expand the rail network in Bearsden and Mulgay and across the greater Glasgow area. The Scottish Government recently confirmed the 45 projects which will be taken forward. One of those is the Clyde Metro, a massive expansion of the rail network covering communities within 15 miles of Glasgow city centre. The maps propose that a new rail line be constructed terminating around the Bonauten Biljaffrey area of Bears Den. This project would also see the existing Mulgai line become part of a heavy metro network, which will include a more regular service. Ross Greer, Green MSP for the West of Scotland, commented, Since we joined the Scottish Government, we've been serious about delivering massive investment in our public transport network, making it easier for people to choose the train or bus and leave their car at home. A much-loved local writer has died. Leela Soma, Indian-Scottish writer, poet and champion of aspiring writers, sadly passed away in December 2022 after a short but sudden illness. She was co-founder of Bearsden Writers and a former member of Strathkelvin Writers. She also served on Eastern Bartonshire's Arts and Culture Committee and founded the Caviar Prize for Scottish Writers of Colour. She was also the screever of the Federation of Writers Scotland. Born in Madras to a family of lawyers, she was educated in a convent by nuns. It was here she learned her love of literature and in 1969, at the age of 21, she came to live in Scotland with her husband. Her talents were soon recognised and she began her career as a teacher in Glasgow in the early 1970s and laterally as a principal teacher of modern studies at St John's Secondary. She made lifelong friends throughout her teaching career and told wonderful humorous stories of her time spent with her teenage pupils. After taking early retirement, she began writing novels which provided readers with a fascinating glimpse of Asian Scots culture. In Bombay Baby, she explored the trend for in vitro fertilisation of babies in India. Her descriptions of modern Mumbai, modern day Mumbai's nightlife were memorable. Her more recent novel, Murder at the Mela, set in Glasgow, introduced D.I. Patel, an Asian Scots detective with a love of poetry. At a recent literary event south of the border, she was thrilled by the response of readers who said her descriptions of Glasgow made them long to visit the city. Leela was a gifted poet and in the collection Chins, she compared Tamil words that are curved and delicious like a mango with English words that are clean and practical. She explained the origins of words such as pyjamas, seersucker, gingham, calico as Indian and finally at the heart of her poetry was the notion that we are only here for a short time so enjoy the moment and be kind to each other. Quoting from Thiruvillar, a Tamil poet, she stated, Real kindness seeks no return. What can the world return to rain clouds? Leela passed away peacefully at home with her daughter and husband. She will be sadly missed by many. Welcome figures. Eastern Bartonshire saw a fall in the rate of adult smokers last year, new figures show. Office for National Statistics figures recorded the lowest proportion of smokers in the UK to date, with e-cigarettes playing a major role in the decline. The ONS data shows 6.2% of people aged over 18 in Eastern Bartonshire were smokers in 2021, down from 8.3% the year before. It was also a fall from 7.6% five years ago. 
Last year, a further 25.2% of adults in the area were ex-smokers, while 68.6% had never smoked. Men in Eastern Bartonshire smoked more than women, with 9.2% taking up cigarettes, while 3.5% of women smoked. Hazel Cheeseman, Deputy Chief Executive of Action on Smoking and Health, welcomed the overall fall in smoking levels, but said the government must not become complacent. Elaine's an OBE now. Audit Scotland director Elaine Boyle is overjoyed and humbled after being named in the King's New Year's Honours list. Elaine Boyd, FCCA, Director of Audit Quality and Appointments and a Chartered Certified Accountant, was announced on Friday 30th December as a recipient of the Officer of the Order of the British Empire, OBE, for her services to charity and public service. A passionate advocate for equality, diversity and inclusion, Elaine has cerebral palsy and has been a charity trustee and representative at various organisations for the past 20 years. The bodies she has supported over the years include Cerebral Palsy Scotland, Riding for the Disabled Association, RDA, and Disability Snowsport UK, DSUK, and in 2021 and 2022, she has been named as one of the UK's most influential disabled people. In 2022, she also took took on a role with Accounting for International Development, a social enterprise which enables accountants to volunteer and support global non-profit organisations, and joined the Stakeholder Insight Group at the Financial Reporting Council, representing the public sector. Elaine, who lives in Eastern Bartonshire with her husband Tom and daughter Jenna, said, I'm overjoyed and humbled to be receiving this honour. I've met so many inspiring and brave people over the course of my career, and my experiences with different organisations I've always received so much incredible encouragement, support and love from my family and friends to enable me to live a full, fun and independent life and pursue my passions. I've always believed firmly that we shouldn't be pushed by our problems but led by our dreams. As a society, we have lots more to do to become truly inclusive and equal but I'm proud to play my part to support people with disabilities, to have a voice and access opportunities regardless of their circumstances. Stephen Boyle, Auditor General for Scotland, congratulated Elaine on being named on the honours list. He said, I've known Elaine for 25 years and, in that time, have been impressed by her tireless determination. Use the correct service. Getting the right care at this time of year means making sure you go to the right place. By doing this, you'll get the appropriate care safely and quickly and help protect accident and emergency departments from being overwhelmed at what can be their busiest time of the year. First check NHS Inforum as www.nhsinforum.scot for advice if you feel unwell. Self-care is the best option when you have a minor illness and a well-stocked medicine cabinet can make sure you get the right treatment when you need it most. Your pharmacist can help with common problems such as coughs, colds, headaches, sore throats and upset stomachs and you don't need an appointment. If you have an illness you can't get rid of, contact your GP. If it's outside normal hours, during the evening or weekend, contact NHS 24 on 111 who will be able to arrange an appointment for you. 
Please don't attend a GP out of our sight without an appointment as you won't be seen. She feared weather, but Alicia is happy with her move. The Prime Minister's special envoy for gender equality has worked in trouble hotspots around the world, but was most worried about moving to live in Scotland. International development specialist Alicia Herbert's job has seen her face danger in war torn Sudan, take on terrorist group Boko Haram in Nigeria, and to help combat the HIV AIDS epidemic in Mozambique. Trinidad and Tobago born Alicia moved to Scotland in 2016 and now heads up the Foreign, Commonwealth and Development Office's Joint HQ in East Kilbride, overseeing the work of almost 800 staff. And the 55-year-old mum of two joked that she was more concerned about Scotland's weather than any other move. Alicia explained, My family worry and have often accused me of having a death wish, but perhaps the move I thought hardest about was Scotland because everyone kept telling me it rains all the time. I now say it was the best decision because we love living in Glasgow and it's so exciting to work alongside 800 staff in East Kilbride, helping to shape the UK's foreign policy as a force for good in the world. The range of things we do at Abercrombie House includes policy on Africa and Syria, all the way through to programme management, cyber security and the FCDO's HR systems. A further 500 jobs have been redeployed from London by December 2025 through the UK's government's levelling up agenda, so East Kilbride is a place to be. Alicia is also the UK government's special envoy for gender equality. She helped spearhead the UK's hosting of the Preventing Sexual Violence in Conflict PSVI, conference in London at the end of last month with Hollywood star Angela Jolie and Ukraine's First Lady Elena Zelenska amongst the speakers. Foreign Secretary James Cleverly announced a three-year strategy backed by £12.5 million of funding to tackle sexual violence in conflict. More than 50 countries and the UN signed up to a new declaration on the issue. Alicia is proud to have played a major role in the UK government's drive to improve the lives of women and girls around the world. She said, Rape and war is a shocking reality of our world. Sexual violence is still all too common and we know what that it is happening in over 18 conflicts around the world today. FCDO is putting the pursuit of equality, empowerment and ending violence against women and girls in all their diversity at the heart of our work. I was in Uganda earlier this year to visit projects we fund through the UN to support young women who have suffered sexual abuse and exploitation through early enforced marriage. It was harrowing, with stories of abuse from a very early age, but it was a highlight of the past year because these young women were telling me their stories and the positive impact our programme was having on their lives. Alicia cites improving attitudes to gender equality as inspiration for her work. Remarkably, the Foreign Office banned women from diplomatic roles until 1946 and required women to resign if they got married until 1973. The first married female ambassadors were not appointed until 1987, eight years after Margaret Thatcher became the UK's first female Prime Minister. Now, women represent the UK as ambassador in numerous key postings worldwide, including the US, Canada, France, Germany, Japan, China, Russia, Australia, Nigeria and Kenya. Alicia said, It's incredible to think that up until 1973, if a woman married, 
they had to give up their job with the foreign office. I had a mother who worked all the way through my childhood. She was self-employed, grew her own business, had seven children, so my model growing up was a woman who works and is a major provider. I knew it could be done. Even when I joined the civil service in 1999, women faced challenges. Having grown up in the Caribbean, joining the British civil service in my early 20s was like landing on a different planet. But now we have women heading out for most of the key posts around the world. Alicia's determination to improve the lives of others has seen her operate in some of the world's most hazardous countries. She added, I have not come under direct threat, but the threat has been there. I lived in Sudan for three years from 2006. A US diplomat was assassinated not too far from my house on New Year's Eve. I was in Nigeria when Boko Haram was just seedling, seeding and by the time I left they had become quite a force. Boko Haram literally means Western education is forbidden. I had colleagues working in the UN compound where 30 people were killed in a Boko Haram bomb attack in Abuja in 2011. I remember sending in drivers to get her people out when they attacked Kano the same year. It's just the nature of the job. I don't worry too much because the UK government always has lots of security procedures in place. The chance to make a difference to people's lives overrides any worry you may have. Life-saving staff facing assaults. Over the last year, there have been over 308 physical and verbal assaults on the Scottish Ambulance Services staff by members of the public. New data from the service has revealed. Data from November 2021 to November 2022 shows that there has been 160 physical and 148 verbal attacks on staff, including crews and those who work in control rooms. As the service faces sustained pressure over the busy winter period, it's urging the public to be respectful of staff when they call 999 or when crews arrive in their homes. Pauline Howey, Chief Executive of the Scottish Ambulance Service, said, the number of serious assaults our crews have experienced over the last year is extremely concerning. Our staff have been working incredibly hard over the last couple of years and they should be able to do their jobs safely, without fear of assault, when treating patients or when handling calls. Sadly, we've seen incidents occur in other parts of the NHS and against our police and fire colleagues too. We provide support to staff to report incidents to Police Scotland so they can take the matter further, but violence, whether physical or verbal, has a lasting effect. The service has a range of measures in place to help protect staff, such as training and managing aggression and assessing risk. If crews have experienced violence in a particular area or at an address, then this will be flagged up and taken into consideration as to whether crews need to attend with police backup. Soaring demand for energy advice the number of calls to Scotland's Energy Advice Service has more than quadrupled in a year with people reaching out for help amid rising costs. Advice Direct Scotland, which runs the national advice hub energyadvice.scot, has received around 370 calls per day throughout December, up from an average of 80 during the same month in 2021. The energyadvice.scot hub provides free practical advice and information on energy-related matters including billing and meters, switching energy suppliers, grants and assistance, as well as complaints and disputes. Expert advisors can answer a wide range of queries and help facilitate conversations between customers and their energy suppliers. 
Andrew Bartlett, Chief Executive of Advice Direct Scotland, said, Over the past year, we have witnessed a rapid rise in the daily number of calls to our national energyadvice.scot service. We know that many people are finding themselves in precarious situations when it comes to their household finances, and this has been compounded during the winter months as the temperatures drop. It is important for people to know they do not have to struggle alone. We can offer information and advice on a wide range of money-related issues, including energy bills and debt, and can help those who are experiencing multiple issues. We would encourage anyone who is finding it difficult to cope to contact our advisors. The energyadvice.scot advisors can be contacted on 0808 196 8660 Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. That's 0808-196-8660. Or through the website at www.energyadvice.scot. Aldi Scotland's new charity campaign. Aldi Scotland launches Keep Kevin Cozy charity boxes to help Scotland's homeless stay warm this winter. The discount retailer's beloved mascot will be collecting hats and gloves to donate to those who need it most this festive season. Aldi Scotland has launched a new charity campaign encouraging customers to donate their unwanted winter warmers this Christmas. Following widespread success over the last two years for It's Not Socks Again campaign, which saw more than 4,000 pairs of socks donated to good causes, Aldi has partnered with Crisis Scotland to help deliver hats and gloves to help keep the most vulnerable people warm this winter. The initiative encourages customers to drop off any unwanted or extra unused hats or gloves that they may have received at Christmas gifts to the Keep Kevin Cozy boxes, which will be in all of Aldi's 104 stores in Scotland. The boxes will be in Aldi stores from the 2nd of January until the end of the month. Donations will be received by Crisis Scotland which works tirelessly to help those struggling with homelessness. The charity's policy advocacy and campaign teams come together to provide practical support and advice, inform professionals and campaign for legislative change in order to create the best possible outcomes for people in housing need. Neil Cowan, Scotland's Head of Policy and Communications at Crisis Scotland, said, As the cost of living crisis has intensified, Demand for our services has shot up. Unaffordable housing costs, rising energy bills and increasing food prices are all factors pushing people closer to homelessness. Crisis Scotland operates year-round to help people take their first steps out of homelessness or to prevent it entirely. To continue providing our services and campaigning for change, we greatly rely on the generosity of supporters, which is why we are delighted to be Aldi Scotland's chosen charity for the Keep Kevin Cost campaign. Cozy campaign. On behalf of the team at Crisis Scotland, we would like to thank everyone who is able to donate. We rely on the generosity of supporters to provide our services, which is why we are delighted to be Aldi Scotland's chosen charity for the Keep Kevin Cozy campaign. Howie's Haggis. Renowned Scottish butcher Simon Howie has launched a haggis hunt in the run-up to Burns Night. Scouring the country for lads and lasses that fly the flag for the National Bard, using just their name, 365 days a year. Anyone with the first initial R and surname Burns, such as Robert, Richard or Rebecca, 
and anyone willing to change their social media identity to match arguably the most famous false Scotsman are in with a chance of winning one of the 100 limited edition Burns Night hampers fueling a Braw Burns Supper Night. To win one of the hampers anyone called or willing to change their social media name to R Burns needs to follow Simon Howie Butchers on Facebook and Instagram. C-H-T-T-P-S scottishbutcher.com forward slash could the real R Burns please stand up. Family announcements. Deaths. Alan. Janet. Brackets. Jan. Peacefully after a short illness on December 26th, 2022 at the Glasgow Royal Infirmary. Beloved wife of the late William, Bill, and a much-loved aunt. Funeral service will take place on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023, at St Mary's Parish Church, Kirkintilloch, for 10.15am. Thereafter to Glasgow Crematorium, Mary Hill, for 11.30am. Family flowers only. Donations, if desired, to Cancer Research UK. Cooper, Sandra. Peacefully at Glasgow Royal Infirmary on Friday, December 23rd, 2022. Sandra, beloved wife of Jim, loving mum to Sharon and James, mother-in-law to Paul and Lorna, and a devoted granny to Kieran, Lauren and Caitlin, and great-granny to Aria. Fortified by the rites of the Holy Catholic Church, RIP. Reception and visual to take place on Monday, January 23rd, 2023 at St. Flannan's RC Church, Kirkintilloch at 6.30pm. Funeral Mass on Tuesday, January 24th, 2023 at 10am and thereafter to Old Isle Cemetery, Old Section at 11.15am. Marshall, William Brackets Bill passed away in Blackpool on December 7th, 2022. Following a service in Blackpool, William will return home and be laid to rest beside Ray Barrowman on January 20th, 2023 at Old Isle Cemetery at 11am. Put your best foot forward for charity. Kirkintilla's residents have been invited to kickstart the new year by signing up to Cancer Research UK's Race for Life in Glasgow. The charity's much-loved events are returning to Scotland's largest city and anyone who joins this January can claim 50% off the entry fee as part of the half-price sale by using the code RFL23NY. Entries are open now for the Race for Life 3K, 5K and 10K events which take place at Glasgow Green on Sunday May the 21st. People of all ages and abilities are welcome and those in search of some mud-splattered fun can take part in Pretty Muddy Glasgow, an obstacle course at Strathclyde Park on Saturday, June the 17th. Pretty Muddy Glasgow Kids for Boys and Girls aged 5 to 12 is at 10am. Then from 11.15am, teenagers and adults get to take on the Pretty Muddy course. Cancer Race at UK Race for Life is the UK's largest charity mass participation event. Since it began in 1994, around 10 million people have taken part, raising more than £920 million to help the fund the cutting research into cancer. 
Lisa Adams, Cancer Research UK spokeswoman in Scotland said, January is the perfect time to commit to getting a little more active. We'd love for as many people as possible to join us during our 30th Race for Life. Race for Life is a powerful way to celebrate and remember loved ones affected by cancer and to raise money for pioneering research. Whether people are living with cancer, taking part in honour of or in memory of a loved one with cancer or signing up to protect their own children's future, everyone has a reason to race for life. For some, the race for life is literally a walk in the park. Slow and steady still wins. For others, it's a jog. Others may opt to push themselves harder and take part in the 10k distance. Cancer Research UK's Race for Life, in partnership with Standard Life, raises funds for a world-class research. Andy Curran, Chief Executive of Standard Life, said, We are extremely proud to have been chosen as the headline sponsor of Cancer Research UK's Race for Life. This sponsorship will help encourage participation and raise funds for life-saving research to help beat cancer. To enter, join up now by visiting the website raceforlife.org. Grant Awards Turnbull High School and St Ninnings High School have been awarded grants as part of the 2022-23 School Library Improvement Fund. The fund supports creative projects within the school library sector in Scotland. Available to all schools with a library, funding priority was given to applications which focus on supporting anti-racism and racial equality. The £200,000 has been allocated to 18 initiatives, including two in Eastern Bartonshire. Turnbull's Exploring the Holocaust project will see a mobile library service developed to support the teaching and learning of the Holocaust. St Ninnings Human Rights Story Rights project aims to remove barriers to sharing stories and having conversations about anti-racism with bespoke materials. Let's talk. Kirkintilloch and Bishop Brig Herald's letters page Date Wednesday, the 11th of January 2023. Council must think again over shock plan to build new school on park. Sir, the news in your paper of Eastern Bartonshire Council's proposal to look at constructing a primary school on Westerton Park has come as a real shock. The concept of losing the park, which is our last open space in the village enjoyed by all for walking, ball games, sports days and gala days, was roundly rejected by the local community in 2013 when the council last proposed to put a new primary school there. We have been waiting all this time to see the plans that which they have prepared to refurbish and upgrade the existing school building. If Bearsden and Mogai primaries can, can be refurbished, then Westerton Primary can, can much more easily achieve the thermal efficiency standards demanded by the Scottish Government. This decision to do a study looking at using and losing our park has been made without any announcement or local consultation whatsoever, and it will be a waste of taxpayers' money. Housing Everyone wants a school library and hall fit for the future, but it cannot be at the expense of losing our only open space. The council obviously wants to sell the prime location school site for housing and make lots of money out of the deal. What they are effectively wanting to do is build housing on our open green space. There are options, but building on Westerton Park is definitely not one of them. There was a huge protest by local residents the last time, and I'm sure it will be even bigger this time. We cannot emphasise how much opposition there is to this plan. We'll send them homewards to think again. Yours etc. Alistair Ewan, Chairman, Westerton Garden Suburb Outstanding Conservation Area Residents Association.
No flu slash A&E bulletins from Nicola. Sir, during the COVID emergency, Nicola Sturgeon was never off her TV screens. She dispensed the wisdom, or otherwise, of the medical establishment, who scarcely had a look-in. Now that we have an A&E emergency and a general NHS problem that is endemic, she is not to be seen. Nor is the health minister, Humza Yousaf. Should not one or the other of them be telling us every day not to clog up any services with seasonal flu that can be treated with rest, fluids and paracetamol? Instead, we have Jason Leach sent out to bat for the administration, telling us to wear face masks. Should our elected politicians be hiding behind an unelected medic when the situation is catastrophic? Yours etc, Jill Stevenson, address supplied. Royal Bank Finance for Russian Subs Sir, at the start of a new year we can take an optimistic view of the future, or perhaps not. The race towards extinction grows ever hotter, and the technology of industrialised killing makes it ever more spectacular advances. Old Trident would be replaced with the new Dreadnought system, and new hypersonic aircraft will deliver H-bombs so quickly their targets won't even know they have been launched, and there will be undreamt of developments in the realm of cyber warfare. We are bang on course for global suicide. And that is aside from climate chaos. In this fatal game, our mutual cooperation is essential. Consider the unseen financial ramifications behind Trident. The Russian equivalent of Trident is the Dolgoruki class submarine. This is manufactured by a company called Sevmesh, which receives its financing from state-controlled Vinci Common Bank, VEB, in April of 2011, VEB signed an agreement for a syndicated loan worth $2.4 billion from 19 banks, all outside of Russia. These included Barclays and HSBC, both UK banks which are both directly funding Trident via investment and financing arrangements with Rolls-Royce, BAE Systems and Babcock. Most noticeably, this list of backers includes the Royal Bank of Scotland, the bank that we, the public, hold an 84% stake in. Thus, a bank that invests in 10 companies involved in Trident is also a financier of Russia's VEB bank and bank girls, the Dolgoruki sub. So RBS bankrolls in Britain's nuclear deterrent and the Russian. And, to add insult to injury, we pay for both of these via ta- taxation. We're paying for our own extension. Yours, etc., Brian Quayle, by email. Tech giants should be held to account. Four out of five adults in Scotland want senior technical managers to be appointed and held legally responsible for stopping children being harmed by social media. A survey commissioned by YouGov interestingly found that 72% of Scots who were spoiled, who were polled, would want senior managers prosecuted for failures that resulted in serious harm to children. The NSPCC, which commissioned the research, said the findings show overwhelming public support for tougher enforcement measures in the UK government's online safety bill. Currently, the legislation would only hold tech bosses responsible for failing to give information to the regulator Ofcom and not for corporate decisions that result in any form of preventable harm or sexual abuse. The move is supported by Ruth Moss, whose 13-year-old daughter Sophie took her own life after viewing suicidal and self-harm posts and being groomed on social media.
the Edinburgh nurse has been campaigning with the NSPCC for robust new legislation that would force tech bosses to make their sites safe for children. Ruth said, where companies willfully break the law and put the lives of children like my daughter at risk, senior managers should be criminally accountable. The consequences of non-compliance are life-changing for children like Sophie. Criminal liability drives the right behaviours in those with the most responsibility. It works in other industries and there is no reason in my mind as to why big tech executives should be treated any differently. The online safety bill has been subject to delays amid intense scrutiny in recent months as the UK government amends elements relating to adult safety. The Culture Secretary, Michelle Donnellan, has repeatedly said protections for children would be strengthened and campaigners argue holding tech bosses liable for the safety of young users would send a signal of intent to big tech. Some 2,192 Scots signed an open letter to Miss Donnellan calling for the legislation to properly hold senior management managers to account for the safety of sites children use. STEM gets a £320,000 monetary injection. Science festivals and initiatives aimed at promoting the benefits of science, technology, engineering and mathematics, STEM, among Scottish school pupils, have been granted £320,000. National STEM programmes Generation Science and the Young Engineers and Science Clubs will benefit from £100,000 in total. More than 100,000 pupils across Scotland have benefited from both initiatives. Further funding will be given to supporting science festivals in Stirling, Dundee, Falkirk, Edinburgh and Glasgow, amongst others. The funding supports the Scottish Government's STEM education and training strategy and the commitment to equip communities and young people, particularly those from remote and deprived areas, with STEM skills to tackle current and real-life challenges, including climate change and health-related issues. Education Minister Jamie Hepburn said, we are working hard to ensure we maximise the number of people highly educated and skilled in STEM to adapt to the challenges of today and the future. These initiatives will help inspire a generation of scientists, engineers and mathematicians who develop the talent which will be required in our future workforce. We saw the critical role that STEM knowledge played in tackling the COVID pandemic through the rollout of vaccines, which have saved countless numbers of lives. We will build on that work to ensure Scotland has the tools required to guide the country into a net zero future. The continuation of this funding is a big step to helping making our vision for a greener and fairer Scotland a reality. Subway closures are planned. SPT, which operates the subway in Glasgow, has announced a series of one-day closures to help facilitate the continued rollout of subway modernisation. This follows the two Sunday closures in November last year, and allows contractor teams to continue to work intensively on the efficient, safe installation of cabling and equipment within the subway tunnels. The planned Sunday closures starting mid-January have been scheduled for 15th of January 2023, 22nd of January 2023, 12th of February 2023, 26th of February 2023, 12th of March 2023, 19th of March 2023, and the 26th of March 2023. Another Sunday closure is also expected after Easter. All dates are subject to change. Please follow at sign GLA Subway Travel on Twitter for the most up-to-date travel information. 
This additional time the closures give the subway joint venture, GV, to progress the installation of new signal and communication systems for the new trains. This work involves laying cables between stations and then mounting them onto brackets within the tunnels. The closures will also give the GV the opportunity to progress initial civil works required to strengthen station platforms to enable the installation of platform screen doors PSDs, at a later date. Director of Subway Anthony Smith said, These single sudden closures are equivalent to several regular night shifts and means the programme will be significantly progressed to the new signalling installation and accelerate our overall plan. By expending the time the team has, it will be completely completed more efficiently and, importantly, safely. SPT will run a limited shuttle bus service covering Partick to Govan during the closures. It's time to talk mental health. People across Eastern Barnsher have been encouraged to get on board with positive progress around mental health and get talking about how they're feeling as part of a nationwide campaign. According to new research, 8 in 10, 81%, of Scots say their understanding of how mental health stigma and discrimination affects people has improved over the last 20 years. The findings of a poll of a thousand Scots were released earlier this month as part of a drive to encourage people to think differently about New Year's resolutions for 2023 and pledge to make time to talk about mental health. See Me, Scotland's programme to end mental health stigma and discrimination, is urging people to start this with Time to Talk Day on February the 2nd. The campaign sees people across Scotland making space in their day for the conversation about mental health. See Me is asking people across the Bartonshire to get thinking about how they can open up mental health conversations in the places stigma most commonly exists, in workplaces, schools, colleges, communities and with friends and family, ahead of the big day next month. Time to Talk Day is the UK's biggest mental health conversation, helping to break down barriers and reduce the stigma which prevents so many from asking for help when they need it. After two years of online activity, Time to Talk Day will this year run as as a mix of online and in-person events and activities. See me volunteer Richard Wood knows the importance of talking about mental health. The 46-year-old has struggled with his mental health since he started having panic attacks at the age of 15. He said, I spent the best part of 30 years pretending that my mental health wasn't as bad as it actually was. Mental health just wasn't spoken about, so I convinced myself that all my problems were either of my own making or it was down to some sort of failing on my part. It wasn't until he had a breakdown in 2017 that Richard started to speak more openly about his mental health. Find out more at seemescotland.org. MP does the rounds for Christmas. Eastern Bartonshire MP Amy Callaghan got into the Christmas spirit by visiting several community groups around the constituency in the lead up to the big day. Locals at the Fraser Centre in Mogai shared a Christmas dinner and dance on December 21st. She also visited residents at the Mavis Bank Care Home to share some festive cheer. Miss Callaghan said it was so important that locals had a chance to relax with friends and family after such a challenging year. In early December, Miss Callaghan donated a star to the public tree in Bears Den following a two-year campaign by local schoolboys. Commenting, Amy said, 
It was great to get out and about around Eastern Bartonshire in the run-up to Christmas. It's been a tough year with spiralling energy costs and the cost of living crisis, so I wanted to play my part. District News, 11th of January 2023, Churches. Kirkintilloch Church of God at Regent Hall, Regent Street on Wednesday, our coffee corner recommences at 12 noon for home baking and coffee. Join our friends and neighbours for a chat over a coffee. On Sunday, there will be a Zoom service at 6.30pm. The speaker will be Tony Smith. A warm invitation to everyone who is able to join us on Zoom. Access details for the stream can be obtained by emailing hello at regenthall.org. For up-to-date and further information on our services, visit our website on www.regenthall.org. The Bible says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. 1 Timothy 1, verse 15. St James Church, Hilton Road, Bishop Briggs, Rector Rev. Canon Paul Watson, 0141-230-4080. On Sunday, January the 15th, there will be a Sunday club at 10.30am. There is a communion service at 11am on Thursday in the chapel, and on Sunday, January the 15th in the chapel at 9am and at 10.30am in the church. Face masks are personal choice. Everyone is welcome to come along to any of the services. Do stay on for tea or coffee afterwards. The meditation labyrinth is still available in the car park for a mindful walk round. There are also other virtual services and groups. For up-to-date and further information, refer to our social media. Facebook, St James LS Bishop Briggs. Website, www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk Kenmuir Parish Church Our warm welcome hub is open again on Fridays from noon until 3pm providing a warm, safe place with free hot soup, coffee, tea, etc to all who might enjoy some fellowship each week. This is open to all, not just members of the congregation. Cheryl Wood and Fiona Young will lead us in our Sunday morning service beginning at 11am. The service will be live-streamed on YouTube and can be found by searching for Kim Your Bishop Briggs. Details of all of our groups that are currently running may be found on our website kimyour-church.co.uk To find us on Facebook, just search for Kim Your Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive the Bible studies from ABC, then email us at kimyourchurch at icloud.com Springfield Cambridge Church Morning worship on Sunday, January the 15th will be led by Reverend Ian Taylor and Mrs Julie Harty in the sanctuary at 11am. The Sunday school meets in room 2. There is also a creche facility where we will be happy to look after your child, birth to 3 years, in room 2. Morning worship has also been live streamed on the Springfield Cambridge Church YouTube channel. A link to this can be found on the Springfield Cambridge Church website www.springfieldcambridge.org.uk and Facebook page where up-to-date information about events and church organisations can also be found. Tea and coffee is available after the service in room 1. Come along and enjoy the fellowship. There will be a vestry hour on Wednesday, January 11th from 10am to 11am for anyone wishing to talk to the minister. There will be a short weekly service of worship in the Springfield Chapel on Wednesday, January the 11th, 
11.10am to 11.30am, after which tea and coffee will be available in the Hall of Fellowship. Home Church, Scotland, Lammermoor Road, Kirkintillock, G66 4JP. The joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8 verse 10. One Church, Home Church, four locations, Kirkintillock, Glasgow, Stornoway and online, a church for all ages. Saturdays, warm space, warm meal, warm welcome at home church every Saturday at 6.30pm. Sunday, January the 15th, 9.30am, communion service. 10am, prayer meeting followed by refreshments. 11am, worship service, followed by refreshments and fellowship. See Facebook and Instagram for up-to-date information. Lindsay Union Parish Church Sunday worship on January the 15th is at 11am read by Reverend Dan Carmichael. There is tea and coffee in the new hall after the service. Young people are also welcome to the Lighthouse and Bible class. A live stream of the service is available on YouTube via our website. Craft Cafe Tuesday January the 17th from 2pm to 4pm in Dean House. An opportunity to chat and have a cup of tea while keeping minds and hands busy with craft work. Bring your own craft work. The meeting place coffee shop is open on Wednesdays at 10am until noon in the new hall. Meet your friends and enjoy a chat over a cup of tea or coffee. Everyone, from the very young to the young at heart, is welcome to attend and we have a good selection of greeting cards and second-hand books for sale. The coffee pot is open on Fridays 10am until noon in the new hall for teas, coffee and chat. Colton Wellpack Church as most of the festive activities have come to an end, why not join us at Colston this Sunday at 11am service, led by Reverend Leslie Grieve. Tea and coffee served after the service. All activities will be starting soon, with the Colston Art Club having started this Monday, January the 9th. Come along for some artistic freedom of expression and good friendly atmosphere. For any information, contact 07709 this Wednesday, Cake and Company continues from 11am till 12.30pm. Come along for some friendly chat and good company. The food bank continues its worthwhile work and is open every Friday from 11am to 1pm and 2pm to 4pm. Especially at this time, a very grateful thanks to all who continually donate to this essential cause. Follow our church services on Facebook at Colton Park Parish Church and if you require further information on any of our church activities, Contact Leslie Grieve on 07813-255-052. Lindsay Old Parish Church. Sunday morning worship is at 11am, conducted by Reverend Louise McClements. Sunday school for children aged 3 years to P7 and focus for young people. A creche is available for children under 3. Time Out, a friendly and welcoming group for ladies of all ages. Meet in the church hall on Monday, January the 16th at 7.45pm when the guest speaker will be Willie Frame on the subject Laughing Gas 2. Thursday Club meets on Thursday, January the 19th at 2pm in the church hall. Enjoy tea and coffee and home baking followed by a game of Scrabble, Dominoes, Roomy Club or Uno. All welcome. Scottish Country Dancing is on Thursdays at 7.30pm in the church hall. A gentle form of exercise for body and mind.
Wednesday the 11th of January 2023, Kirkintal Herald, District News. General. Kirkintal and District Society of Antiquities. The next meeting of the Kirkintal and District Society of Antiquities will be on Thursday, January the 12th at 7.30pm in the Park Centre, 45 Kerr Street, Kirkintal. Carol Primrose will give a talk on the history of Mavis Valley, a deserted mining village near Bishop Briggs. Carol is a retired librarian and archaeologist and resident of Bishop Briggs. She is the Secretary of the Eastern Bartonshire History and Heritage Forum and directed an archaeological survey of Mavis Valley in 2012. Driving in wet conditions Drivers have been warned that stopping distances will be at least double during the wettest month of the year, posing a serious threat to all road users. Motoring experts at leasecar.uk have urged motorists to follow six simple steps when driving in wet conditions to reduce the risk of accidents from occurring. Motorists should also be aware that the Highway Code advises drivers to drive according to the road conditions as tyres will have less traction in wet conditions. Drivers can more easily feel the lack of grip in the ice and snow of winter, but modern car tyres will grip the road effectively in the wet until they lose grip under hard braking, often taking drivers by surprise. Stopping distances are worked out by adding the thinking distance and the braking distance, which can vary depending on the road conditions and the condition of the car. At 60 miles per hour, the total stopping distance is around 75 metres, but in the wet, this doubles to 150 metres. A spokesperson from leasecar.uk said, It is important for drivers to be aware that stopping distances will be at least double in the wet. Drivers should regularly check the condition of their vehicle, paying particular attention to the brakes and the depth of tyre thread. As stopping distances will increase significantly in the wet if either are in poor condition. Six simple measures drivers should take to reduce the risk of having an accident in the wet include monitor tyre tread, regularly check brake condition, manage the distance to the car in front, drive cautiously, check headlights are working and take regular brakes. Search for top tech innovators. Applications are now open for the 13th annual Scotland IS Digital Technology Awards. Each year the awards commend the sector's most innovative individuals within tech. This year's awards will focus on celebrating the vast achievements of the tech sector over the last year by rewarding individual and team commitments to causes that are prolific in today's climate. At the forefront of the application criteria are categories to recognise those creating technology solutions for good, organisations tackling climate change and those putting the welfare of their workforce at the core of the business. The Unsung Hero Award also returns, which commemorates local community champions for their contributions to improving all things digital in their respective fields. Karen Meehan, CEO of Scotland IS, said, The Digital Technology Awards deliver a fantastic opportunity for us to celebrate the very best in Scottish technology. It is an evening our members look forward to all year round to recognise the extent of achievements and talent in our industry. I'm looking forward to spending the evening honouring the sector's best minds and I encourage everyone to nominate both individuals and businesses that deserve recognition for achievements and dedication to helping your industry continue to flourish. To nominate a business or individual for the Digital Technology Awards, visit www.scotlandis.com digitaltech. The closing date for applications is on Wednesday, 
February the 22nd, 2023. ASDA extends support. ASDA has announced its popular Kids Eat for a Pound and Winter Warmers deals for, the, for pensioners will be extended into 2023 to help more customers manage the cost of living crisis. The supermarket launched the offer for kids under 16 to enjoy a hot meal in any of their 205 cafes last year has extended the deal until the end of March 2023 with no minimum adult spend. Over 60s will also continue enjoying hot soup, a roll and unlimited tea and coffee in Asta cafes until the end of March 2023, ensuring thousands of older customers can benefit from warm space and and a hot meal during the colder months. Since our launch, Asda has served over 1.2 million meals to kids and over 60s. Lindsay Jog Monday, January 2nd, 2023, saw the Lindsay Jog return to the running calendar for the first time since 2020. Kirk and Olympians and Lindsay Community Council worked together to bring about this popular event once again. Locals were delighted to take on the streets to take to the streets in what would become the traditional way to start the year in Lindsay, with a choice of three routes on offer, 2k, 4.3k and 8.6k routes. Around the streets of Lindsay, along the railway path and going as far as the Leisure Centre and Kirkintilloch Health and Care Centre via Woodhead Park. 299 runners of all ages took part with Willow Smith being the first to finish in the short route, Archie Waters in the 4.3km route and Andrew Joyce in the 8.6km route. Times and placements are available on both Kirkintilloch Olympians and Lindsay Community Council websites. It was a cold but sunny day, ideal for the first outing of the year, and was much enjoyed by those who took part. As a number of people said, it is great to see the Lindsay jog back on the calendar. A big thank you from both KO and LCC for all those who made it possible. Security. Gaps in cybersecurity. NCSC. With the National Cybersecurity Centre, NCSC, recently reporting 2.7 million cases of cyber fraud in the UK over 2021-22, organisations have been urged to be on the front foot when it comes to the cyber resilience in 2023. From this week, 280 Scottish organisations can access a free Cyber Essentials Pre-Assessment Gap Analysis by the Scottish Business Resilience Centre, SBRC, which will be delivered through its network of trusted partners. This exclusive programme is available for organisations of all sizes and sectors until February 17th. The free comprehensive gap analysis of organisations' cyber security systems will highlight areas for improvement to help them pass their cyber essentials accreditation the first time, potentially helping them avoid applying a second time which could cost up to a further £500. Jude McCorry, CEO of the SBRC, said, It is vital that organisations have the cyber resilience in front of of mind next year. Given the sharp rise in organisation, no one can afford to ignore the cyber processes and procedures. Achieving the Cyber Essentials Certification is a simple way for organisations to to demonstrate how seriously it takes cyber resilience to its customers, stakeholders and suppliers. NCSE figures show that on average 3.5% of organisations fail the assessment each month, which can leave them out of pocket. This free report from SBRC and our trusted partner network 
limit this failure rate by identifying gaps in cybersecurity procedures and provide advice to help organisations pass the certification in the first attempt. Scottish organisations can get more information about their free Cyber Essentials pre-assessment gap analysis by contacting the SBRC by calling 01786 447 441 That's 01786 447441 or emailing inquiries at sbrcentre.co.uk Public Notices Planning Notices Eastern Martinshire Council Public Notices Members' Surgeries Councillors' Arrangements for Interviewing Residents Ward 5, Bishopbriggs South Councillor Ben Rose 17th of January 2023 Bishop Riggs Hub 7pm until 7.45pm Ward 7 Corkintalk East and North and Twicker Councillor Stuart MacDonald 18th of January 2023 Twicker Healthy Living Centre 5.30pm until 6pm. Ward 7 Corkintillock East and North and Twecker Councillor Susan Murray 14th of January 2023 Hillhead Community Centre 9.30am until 11am 14th of January 2023 Twecker Healthy Living and Enterprise Centre 11.30am until 1pm. 18th of January 2023 William Patrick Library Hub Room 1 6pm until 7.30pm. Between surgeries, counsellors can be contacted at the Members' Support Unit on 0300 That phone number again is zero three zero zero one two three four five one zero Player of the Year Honour for Sam An article written by Ben Kearney and read by me, Corey. Former Glasgow City midfielder Sam Kerr admits it feels absolutely surreal to have been voted as Scotland's Women's National Team Player of the Year. The 23-year-old, who now plays for Rangers, was announced as the winner of the award via social media after an online vote. She defeated Abby Harrison, Caroline Weir, Claire Emsley, Sophie Howard and the 2021 winner, Erin Cuthbert. Kerr said... This was something I did not expect at all. When the nominations were first announced, I was really shocked I was included, and I was really happy with that alone. To win the award was just absolutely surreal, and I am still overwhelmed thinking about it now. To be up there with massive names like Erin and Caroline. Kerr was a mainstay in Pedro Martinez Losa's side throughout the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup qualifiers a bright spark in an otherwise disappointing year. 
Scotland lost to Ireland in the playoff back in October after finishing second in their group behind Spain. Kerr said, Football is crazy. Everything is based on opinions, and I'm really lucky Pedro has put a lot of faith in me. In previous setups, it has maybe been the case that I was overlooked or just not fancied. I think I was probably a little young, and that was off-putting for some, but Pedro wants to give young players a chance, and I have been given the opportunity. When you play matches, you build confidence, and I now feel comfortable within the squad. All of the girls who have been part of the camps and squads have really helped me push on, and you can see so many examples now of people taking their chance. Girls like Jenna Clark. Pedro has brought in a whole new culture to the team, and I think it is brilliant because he's trying to get us to a stage where we can play without relying on just our big names to produce big moments. That article was written by Ben Kearney, and it was read by me, Corey. Last minute winner to lift Scottish Cup. An article written by Brian Yule. Glasgow City have lifted the 18s Scottish Youth Cup after a highly competitive final with Celtic at Peters Hill Park. Coaches and stars from both first teams were in the stands as well as Scotland under-17 coach Pauline MacDonald to watch some of the brightest talents in the girls' game in Scotland. A last-minute winner from City forward Lisa Forrest secured the cup for City after heroics from both goalkeepers, had looked set to send the final into extra time. NAP league leaders City had gone into the finals as favourites, but it was Celtic who looked the more likely in the first half, having started the game at a ferocious pace. Wings backs Rebecca Brady and Leah Dobbins were showing great pace on the overlap to link up with a lively front line, with Lucy Barclay showing great feet and strength to keep possession behind Terry Burchill and an inventive Kira Tutor, who cleared the bar after only eight minutes. At the half-hour mark, City keeper Eva Easton smothered the ball well at Tutor's feet in a one-on-one situation and City's central defenders were sharing a good understanding to keep chances down against a fit and quick Celtic. Tyree Butchell looked set to give Celtic a half-time lead ahead of the break, as the SWPL regular broke forward, but her effort cleared the bar to keep the score level at half-time. Easton pulled off a number of saves, including from point-blank as Olivia Folds connected brilliantly from a corner and again to prevent Louise Porter at another corner. The City midfielder grew into the game as the half wore on, with player of the match Sophia Martin dying deep to forge opportunities for Forrest, who hit the bar and was denied by Celtic keeper Abby Ferns. Butchell had her head in her hands after blasting over the bar again in the 80th minute, and it looked like a final would go to extra time. But it would be the City substitute Rachel Marchi who would become provider in the 94th minute, collecting a deep cross to square it to Forrest who fired home. 
Speaking afterwards on Glasgow City's recast channel, Forrest said, The ball came up this end. It was scrambling about in the box, and I just thought, I'll hit it as hard as I can. And when it went in, I couldn't believe it. A last minute winner. We're the first age group at this level to win the cup for Glasgow City, so we're just buzzing. Martin added, I think it wasn't our best performance to start off with. The first half was quite tough. We had a good team talk at half time and came out better in the second half. Overall, it was good to get the win and I'm happy. Head coach Kieran McAnany would be doused in water while giving his thoughts on his exuberant players. He said, I don't think we played our best. Both teams cancelled each other out. You could see the players had some nerves and that made it difficult. But ultimately it's a cup and the most important is to win it. And that's what we've done. We just told the girls to keep going to the end. That article was written by Brian Yule. New Tigers writer Lee means business. Lee Complin has vowed he means business after being snapped by Glasgow Tigers to join Ace Piper in a fascinating reserve pairing mix of youth and experience. The 38-year-old Yorkshire man returned to the sport after an 11-year absence in 2022 and showed great battling qualities for Newcastle, Plymouth and Armadale. Complin told the Tigers website, I wanted to sign for a team that has the same ambition that I have. I want to prove myself. Speaking to the team manager, Cammy Brown, he told me that they want to win the championship. I will be paired with Ace. He's obviously a really good young rider. We'll learn to ride together, but my ambition is not to stay at reserve. This is just another stepping stone for me to show Glasgow that I mean business. I've always liked the Glasgow track, one of my favourites, so I'm really up for it. Coming back after 11 years and then Newcastle folding, it could have been the final nail in the coffin. But this time round it was totally different. I'm 100% committed and that's why I rode for Armadale and Plymouth. I wanted more track time and I got that. I started buying some big points and everything was clicking. It was a shame the season had to end. Copland is renowned for his tough guy image and vowed to be ripped for the new season. He added, I was just over 16 stone before I started riding again and I went down to 14 stone before last season. Now I've lost another stone and will lose another before March. It's very hard to lose the weight, but it's achievable and I'm dedicated. Triumph and heartbreak as teams were in cup action. Glasgow City and Rosville ladies are both through to the fifth round of the Scottish Cup. City ran out 4-0 winners at home to Hamilton Aggies, while Rosville won 3-1 away to Central Girls. B. Parades Enes opened the scoring for City after seven minutes, with a 25-yard drive, and Erin Greeing scored her first City goal after 16 minutes. Hayley Lauder found the target on 36 minutes with a chip into the top corner from 20 yards, 
and number four arrived on 64 minutes as Kinga Kozak finished from Megan Foley's cross. Rossville also ran into a 3-0 lead as Louise McJacobs opened the scoring after 31 minutes from a Vicky Woods cross. The advantage was doubled two minutes later by Morgan Anderson and a minute before the break, Amy Allen made it 3-0. In the second half, Central pulled back from the penalty spot in the last minute. In the second half, Central pulled one back from the penalty spot in the last minute. But it was just a consolation. City get back into action in the SWPL 1 today, Wednesday, away to Spartans and then travel to Dundee United on Sunday. Rossville are away to Dryborough in the Championship, while the new SWFL West kicks off with West Park United at Cumbernauld Colts. Kirkintillock, Rob Roy and West Park United are out of the WOS League Cup in the second round after Rob Roy went down 3-0 away to Holford, while West Park lost 4-1 at home to St Caddox. Asheville did make it through after winning 5-3 on penalties away at Troon following a 2-2 draw. However, Rosvale's tie at Yoker Athletic was postponed. Peters Hill lost 5-1 away to Darville in the Premier League. Glasgow Perthshire lost 3-2 away to Glasgow University in the second division. And Rossville Academy lost 3-0 to St Peters in the fourth division. New Rob Roy boss Kevin McGoldrick will be looking for his first win when his side return to league action at home to Largs Thistle on Saturday, while Peters Hill travel to Beath Juniors. Rossville are at home to Blantyre Victoria in the first division, Glasgow Perthshire and Ashfield, and both away in the second division to Greenock Juniors and Mabel Juniors respectively and West Park United are at home to Harmony Row in the 4th Division. Thank you for listening to this week's Kirk and Tell Herald podcast. Brought to you by Cued Review, print speaking to the blind. If you have any feedback, you're welcome to call us on 0141 772 3976. If you enjoyed this recording, feel free to subscribe to our channel.